video vampires. With Jessica. I am Mickey. Hello. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Merry Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's 2023 now. We're in the future. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Sounds like a winter year. Actually, the number 23 has a lot of uh, stigma and connotation (laughs) about it. So maybe it will be an interesting year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll all um, go crazy like that Jim Carrey movie, which I kind of admittedly like. I don't know why. I know it's really bad. There's like a weird, murdery, like saxophone scene with him in it. Have you ever seen that? I'm wrong with liking bad movies. No, I, I didn't. I, I remember when <laughs> You've it came never out, seen the Jim Carrey horror movie? It's pretty good. No, a friend of mine <laughs> saw it and he didn't know it was supposed to be like serious. So he was laughing through the whole thing. And then he, when he realized it was supposed to be serious he laughed even harder and that was the review he gave me and i was like all right that's all i need to know it's ridiculous i can't help it i don't know why i like it it's a sick um but i've watched some stuff uh some stuff i've been like in tv land though but um so like i i always forget that i have like a criterion membership and i'm like fuck i actually have to use this i'm paying for it every month and so occasionally i'll like watch four movies at once and so mm-hmm. i watch this movie afterlife um it's just like a person who brought that up yeah oh really it well maybe because it was posted on criterion and i was like shit that sounds cool i want to watch that so hirokazu koreda i'm so sorry i'm probably butchering that name but it's this like really strange like beautiful it kind of reminds me of um defending your life except it's not like funny it's just more meaningful but they go through a series of interviews they're in limbo okay so everyone's dead and then they interview all these uh, Japanese citizens. And it is shot like a uh, documentary style. You know, they're interviewing them about what moment that they want to bring into the afterlife. And you only in- into oblivion, into heaven. So you only get one. You can only pick one. And so they have these workers there who then um, try to recreate the memory for these people. And then once the people see the memory, they, they can move on into oblivion. And the people that work there... Um, are people who haven't moved on or didn't want to make a decision about the memory. It's like really cool. It's a little slow at first, but it's like pretty beautiful and and fun the way they make it into like a movie thing. I think that's why I kind Mm -hmm. of, I've always liked um, Defending Your Life with Al Brooks because I like the idea of like replaying it back like a movie tape. Um, Sure. The idea of what heaven is. And and this was like a really cool take on it. And then another um, Criterion, watch was Marnie, which I've never seen. I've seen like a lot of Hitchcock, but there's still stuff that I haven't seen. And I've never seen Marnie, um, Tibby Hedren. I think it's like one of her last with him, right? Oh, it was her last with him. Yeah. yeah like she had a nightmare time on the birds and yeah. the story goes that he like came on to her several times and she was like, fuck no. And then he did Marnie. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, it's about this like woman thief who has like really, strange erotic trauma and like uh what's his face isn't it sean connery sean connery yeah and i was trying to figure out if he was trying to do an american accent or keep his scottish accent and he had kind of like both during the whole movie but i was like well he was handsome enough to carry it where no one cares um Mm -hmm. bernard uh herman did the score again a brilliant composer who um hitchcock also like smashed into oblivion because he was a bastard and like destroyed his career or some shit like that there's a documentary about it but Mm. um that y'all should watch but i did watch marnie and it is crazy because you're you kind of think about like these people that were like such monsters and i it brings me back to tar a little bit but especially hitchcock where you're like wow this man really was like a, a maestro of 
of these films. Like he was, he made this genre like what it was. And you also are like, wow, he's such a bastard, but you know, it's great. What can I say? Um, I just, it's not on Criterion, but I, my favorite, well, my tie for my favorite Hitchcock, I just rewatched, which was Rear Window. And like, you know, I mean, the movie's perfect. There's there, that movie is a perfect movie. Vertigo, perfect you. movie. Yeah, like, well, it's my second. It's my yeah. other favorite. Uh, it's it's just uh, like when you even if it's a movie you haven't seen, you're like, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and right. then I can't remember if I mentioned this, but I finally saw Prisoners, the Denis Villeneuve. Uh, uh, yeah. With uh, Wolverine and fucking Doctor Mysterio. <laughs> Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal. No, it's great. Uh, it's brutal. It's like brutal all the way through. And and like a lot of his stuff, and it's funny because I think about Arrival, which is much more soft, but like in a, in a certain way, but like Sicario is brutal. Like this movie Prisoners is brutal. And uh, what's his name? Paul Dano's in it. Like he's just- Oh, you mean the Riddler? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, dude. <laughs> you know the Riddler. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's in it. Everyone is really great, but it is like from start to finish. I was like, this is uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable watching this, but it's great, and everyone in it is just like totally great. Like Jalen Hall's kind of a a dick, you know, cop, but um, he gets beat by time basically. Um, yeah, it's great. It. it at first, you know, a lot of it's funny because a lot of parents were like, I heard there's like a thing with children in it and I really don't like that and I can't watch it. And I was like, well, the children aren't the focal point of the movie. It's more of like what your a parent would do in that situation facing sure. if they they knew who it was. Um, it's great. It's definitely worth a watch. And then the one big thing I've been watching is Yellowstone. And so this is, oh, yes. yeah, I was kind of, ta- I was talked into it by a family member. And so we're watching it. I'm on season three now. Uh, it's ta- Taylor Sheridan, who's in Hell or High Water. Uh, he also wrote Sicario. Um, and uh, he wrote a bunch of other shit, um, which is great. Yellowstone is kind of like if Sons of Anarchy was ranchers instead of bikers. Um, it's just like <laughs> okay. ridiculous drama. That being said, I kind of don't hate it. Um, you know, it's beautiful. It's shot, I think, in Montana. I don't. I didn't back that up, but I assumed it was. Um, what's his name? Kevin, uh, the bodyguard. <laughs> the Rob Robin Hood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he's great in it, but he's just like this really great actor. And everyone's just so ridiculous but i can't help but be like sucked in by the drama and so that's pretty much all i've been watching lately but what about what about you um well like i said i rewatched rear window because i went on a weird hitchcock thing where i was just well i think it was more of like i was thinking of like what's a perfect movie mm-hmm. oh i remember what it was too I was thinking of that but i was also i rewatched it's a wonderful life for the first time in over 30 years oh really uh, which was a really weird thing to say out loud but like it's true i haven't really I oh watched i've watched that probably like once at least every few years yeah, I watched, last time I watched it, I was a kid and I liked it, but I didn't appreciate it, you know, as much. Like, I mean, between, like, when I was a kid, the two, I would, you know, I was at my aunt's house and the two Christmas movies that she had were It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. And I think as a kid, Miracle on 34th Street is a little bit more, it clicks more because you're a kid. You can, whatever, yeah. but it's a wonderful life. When you want, like, watching it as an adult, and I was like, I'm like, 
choking up. I'm like getting emotional watching it because like it's it's fantastic. Also, my memory of the movie was very different because, you know, my wife said the same thing because she hadn't seen it since, you know, for, for a long time either, which is the whole him like getting to see what his life people would what the world would be like without him is only like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Right. Whereas, like, the rest of it is just, like, you're going through his entire life. And for me, I always imagine it as being much longer. Um, that being said, like, I mean, oh, the movie kills me. It's, it's, that movie's perfect. And then, oh, like, yeah. and so I was thinking of perfect movies, and I was thinking of, oh, Jimmy Stewart. And then I rewatched Rear Window, which, like, I, again, I can't talk about that movie enough. Like, that movie is just flawless. Uh, yeah, like, and he also stars in Vertigo, which is He also stars funny. in Vertigo, absolutely. But, like, on a technical level, just, like, knowing that the 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 apartments that he's looking at in mm-hmm. from his apartment are all it's all on stage it's just like <clears throat> he built that and then he built the the street behind it so you can get to see the little action going on like it's just it's insane it's like fucking hitchcock you know but um <laughs> I, I watched that and then i watched um i get mostly just watching christmas stuff you know but then like i watched uh my wife and i started willow Oh, okay, I, we talked about I, this a little bit last time. But. I know, I know, I know. And I was thinking about that when I watched it. But um, And I'm still watching it because why the fuck not? You know, not like I'm doing anything else. I haven't else, watched the last but, few um, episodes because I'm just like, I, I'm it's time's bad. over it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. bad. Okay, it's good. It's really bad. We agree. Oh, it's, 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 <laughs> very, very, it's very much bad. It's like, and the main problem is, is the original movie... There's tons of humor in the original movie, so it, it's not the humor that's bothering me about, you know, the the show. It's the movie that takes goes to lengths to make you feel like you're kind of in another world, and you know, um, you get to be you get to visit this other place, you know, and this one just because everybody is talking the way they talk and acting the way they act, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm going to another world. I feel like I'm watching cosplay. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, and it's just mm-hmm. it's driving me nuts, and like. The guy who's not Val Kilmer, but is based clearly playing the Val Kilmer part, is awesome. He's great. Like, yeah. the big guy, you know? He's the only he's one great. before man or whatever. Yeah, yeah, He's great. Everybody else is just, like, un- insufferable. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, I don't know. It's like, and, and Warwick Davis, who I like, and I like him in the original one a lot, it's, you know, because he, he's gone through this weird career. Like, after the Leprechaun movies and all that stuff, he started getting this weird, like, resurgence of like, you know, cause he was working with Ricky Gervais yeah, and, and it feels short. like I'm watching. Yeah. Life is short. And then he did a few, like he did a show with Carl Pilkington that Ricky Gervais produced. And the problem with the show is it feels like they're writing his dialogue. It's like, it's not Willow. It's Warwick Davis by way of Ricky Gervais where I'm just like, really? Like it's just not working for me, but again, yeah. I'm watching it. And then my wife, Bought, got me for Christmas. We went to this thing called the Stranger Things Experience. It's like about an hour outside of LA, give or take, you know, 45 minutes. And it's it's basically, do you remember Universal? They had the Terminator 2 ride, which was like you, you, you're going through Cyberdyne system, like Cyberdyne labs, and you're doing like a tour, and then like the, the security cameras above would like Dude, get hijacked. Oh, that's, it looks, that sounds awesome. Oh, oh, it was insane. And, like, the, the security cameras get hijacked, and you'd see Eddie Furlong and Linda Hamilton and Schwarzenegger, and they're all, it's all new stuff that they filmed. Like, James Cameron filmed all this stuff for this thing. And, like, and then you, then, then you know, the tour guide's like, oh, just, just disregard that, you know? And then, like, you go into this, like, theater, which is what the, the ride, it wasn't really a ride, but it was, like, a theater. You sit down, and they're going to do, like, a presentation for Cyberdyne, and you basically watch another, term, like, a 15-minute a Terminator 2 movie that's all new footage, so, like, Eddie Furlong's, like, 
older and he's got like, I mean, it's like maybe two years older, you know, than he was in Tutu, but he's got slightly longer hair and like, like you'll see stuff on the screen and it's all, you have to put on safety goggles, but they're 3D glasses (laughs) and like you're all the stuff's like like flying out and there's a new Terminator that like basically is like a combination of the T-1000 and a spider and so it's like, and you know, it comes out the screen it's like, this is the 3D that like they used for like you know, I mean, obviously it's, it's been much more refined now, but it's like, it's very similar to the 3D that's used now where it's like, it's, it's clear, you know, it's like polarized lens and everything like that, as opposed to red and blue and shit's like flying at you. And they, they like, when shit flies out the screen, they like, you know, if it's, if it's like fire, they'll like, they pump fire, oh, you yeah. know, into the, you know, or like water. And like, and then when, when Linda Hamilton and Eddie Furlong are not, and Schwarzenegger are not on screen, it's live actors like lip syncing stuff like on stage, and like so the Stranger Things experience is more or less that exact same thing. Okay. You know, where like you go, yeah. you're going through this, you're going through like Hawkins Science Lab, and then like you know, and you, it was it was cool, you know. But like I haven't seen, we haven't neither of us have watched Stranger Things season four, and that's the one that Wait, everybody's what? like, how? Yeah. What the fuck? Because I, I was fucking over it, right? I was like, all right, I'm a Bro, little done. Get and back people, on the wagon. Well, people were like, you should really, you should be checking. They were kept telling me like, you should be checking out Stranger Things season four. And I'm like, I know, but at the, at the, at this point, it's a little too late for them to be doing the season that I wanted them to do two seasons ago. But that being said, we started watching that. So we were, we're in the middle of that. Cause we were, why not? And like half the time we were watching the Stranger Things experience. I was like, ah, that must be in season four. Cause I have no idea what's <laughs> happening. But, but, um, we did that. And then speaking of 3d. I had to. I didn't. No, I, did you? I, I was gonna ask I wasn't, if you seen it. I wasn't. I, I, I look. I saw the first one and I didn't like it. I thought visually it was cool and everything. But I mean, it's that morbid curiosity. I mean, like speaking yeah. of James Cameron being like, "This is the guy who made Terminator and Aliens and Terminator 2. Of course, I'm going to go see Avatar two, and it was the worst fucking thing I've seen in a long Dude, time. Like, I- my jaw was hanging how bad it was. Really? I, I haven't seen it. I want to see it because I am morbidly curious. But also James Cameron has been saying some wild shit lately. And I'm like, did he lose? Is this like a midlife crisis? Did he lose his mind? Like, what is happening right now? And so I did want to see it in like 4DX, but I couldn't put anyone to go with me. I don't know many people in Georgia that want to spend money to go see Avatar 2 it's in bad. 4DX. But. It's bad. It's like it's three and a half hours of blue people saying calling each other bro that's that's the first thing <laughs> second thing is i don't like sam worthington at all like i, I just either. i i and i feel like james cameron put himself in a fucking like in a corner by making him like oh this is gonna be my leader for my franchise and it's like dude the guy is terrible and then everybody's like oh kate winslet's in it kate winslet is in it and kate winslet is one of the greatest actresses of our generation but the part that she's playing in this movie mm-hmm. it could have been anybody it could have been anybody. And then, like, they have, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try to be as spoiler-free as possible, but I think some of the stuff you already know, like, there's a teen, there's a, there's a character in the, in the movie that's a teenage girl that's, like, she was kind of, like, immaculately conceived by the earth and whatever. <laughs> she's, but she's Sigourney Weaver. And it's, like, she's oh. supposed to be Sigourney Weaver. But she's Sigourney Weaver, like, and, and people were, like, oh, some people I talked to were, like, oh, I didn't even realize it was Sigourney Weaver until, like, halfway through the movie. I'm, like, from the word go, I was like, that's Sigourney Weaver. Like, that's her Dude, voice. That's her God, face. That's it's so everything. weird. And again, I love Sigourney Weaver. Like, I fucking love it. And so I was happy to see her. But at the same time, it's like, if you're going to get somebody to play a teenage, 
again, she's like she's an avatar. She's like a Navi or whatever. But if you're gonna get someone to play a teenager, why not just get a teenager to play? It? You know, it's like yeah, why? Why get Sigourney Weaver? Because it's like they do a little bit alteration to her voice to make it so it's you know whatever, and it's oh that's it's weird. weird. That's so it weird. is weird. What a weird um, movie. So, I can't yeah, believe I they all signed too. on to do it. They were like, yeah, totally. Well, I found out that Edie Falco, who's also in it for a hot minute, actually, I read an interview or I read a thing where she thought that it, because she, they'd filmed it so long ago, yeah. she thought it had already come came out and bombed. Like she didn't, she had no knowledge of it. So now it's like, you know, it's, it, and it's like the weird thing about this movie is it's three and a half hours of shit and it's the number one movie. So I don't know. What the is fuck it? I'm, I know. mean, is everyone just bored? Yeah. Is nothing else out right now? I think, again, I think it's the curiosity because like, like I went to see it as well because again, I, the, the original movie, I thought the story was terrible and the dialogue was terrible, but the visual, like the 3d was like wonderful. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I could watch this with the volume off and I could be in, you know, I've seen it on TV since. And I'm like, this looks terrible. So, but it's that it was like, he, he was definitely changing the way film, you know, he's. Well, that time period, a lot of directors were experimenting with 3d, like uh, what's his face came out with Hugo. But I think it all started with Cameron doing Avatar. Yeah, because it did. He, he really like changed the way 3d was presented because before 3d was like you know and i like this type of 3d so i'm not shitting on it but like it was the let's throw shit at your at the screen like friday 13th part three no but that's why i think i like hugo better because at least like it's layered which that's that's what they did it was very intricately layered um it it is i will say the first time i saw avatar and i did see it in 3d and i remember being like hell yeah like this is sick right it was he he used it to make create depth and to create the world not to like as a gimmick and i thought so of course i wanted to see part two and oh man like it is just fucking (laughs) terrible like i I, i'm 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 (sighs) i heard so this is what made me think that he was unhinged lately is like i read an interview where he was like talking about that he made a documentary about um them <laughs> yeah. float you heard about that about them floating jack and rose and he was like rose didn't kill anyone they couldn't both do it i made a documentary proving that i was right and i was like well, it's, well it's, is he really like giving into the trolls right now like, it's funny because my my wife and i saw it with a friend of ours that that you've met before my our buddy rc and, and we all saw it and afterwards he was like that's what having billions of dollars and then you know it, that's what that's what this is the work of somebody who's just got nothing but money and time yeah. and then when i heard about the documentary i was like no that is that's <laughs> somebody who's got mo- tons of money and tons of time you know but um it was pretty fucking bad and i like i can't stress that enough and i don't go to the movies as much anymore because i i, I just can't stand going to amc and my wife and i had the amc pass she still has it i canceled mine so um, there's a lot of movies that I did want to see that I kind of skipped out on because I was like, I don't want like, I really wanted to see The Whale, but I'm like, I'm Me not going to go give, I'm not going to go to AMC or people talking through it and then like ruin this experience. And like, I wanted to see Violent Night, but at the same time, again, I just don't want to give any money to AMC until they start learning how to like, you know, I, I hate to say this, but police their audience. Fuck them, you know? So Avatar was the weird exception. So I was like, well, if I'm going to see this fucking piece of shit, I got to see it on the big screen, at least at least in 3D as well. So Yeah, the AMC is the closest to me, but like if I go into you know the city proper, there's a lot more independent ones. But honestly, their screens aren't as good or their sounds aren't as good. And so it's like kind of a trade-off. But 
I didn't see the well yet either, and I've been kind of waiting on it. Even though I love Brendan Fraser, I still haven't forgiven Aronofsky for Mother. And if, like, you're a new listener, I hate Mother. Like, I hate it with a passion, and I don't know why. I I love Black Swan. I love his version of all, like, classic horror and anime. And in Black Swan, I, I really do. I, I rewatched it recently, and I'm like, this this is, like, a close-to-perfect movie. Uh, and then you watch Mother, and I was like, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> Well, I just I mean, hate it, I, but I am curious about the whale. I like Aronofsky, but the only re- the main reason why I'd be going to see is because I'm really happy that like Brendan Fraser is getting this yeah, comeback. This you know, like this, it's yeah. it's really it's really awesome to see that you know because like you know there's people who have gotten it that I don't feel like deserve it you know and I mean look, look when the wrestler came out. Also, Aronofsky, I was really excited because I Mickey Rourke was one of my favorite actors. Yeah, and I don't feel like he has taken he he and he he I mean knocked it out of the park in the wrestler. I thought it was amazing, and I don't feel like he's taken that second chance or third chance, whatever you want to look at it, and rolled with it as well as he could have. You know, um, so no, that's an example. I wonder what, what I mean. that it's is because like, you look at Rumblefish and then you're like, oh god, he was like set up to be like such a. Yeah. A guy you look and then, at Angel Heart, you look yeah. at anything, and he was just, he was amazing. And then, like, I was really excited, you know, when Sin City came out, I was like, oh, good for him, you know, but then I didn't take it seriously because it was like, whatever. And then the wrestler came out, and I was like, oh my God, like, this is what I've been wanting like, from Mickey Rourke is like, you know, to get to see him actually fucking act instead of just being a live action comic book, which is what, you know, Sin City was. And, and nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, there's a world of difference yeah. between the performances. And, uh, I wanted to done some like wild shit. I'm I'm curious. I guess it's like a screen. Uh, no, not a. Uh, it was a play, wasn't it? It's what? the whale. It's a it's a play, I guess. Or, or I something. It was based like on that. a book. Um, maybe it's a book instead. I could have sworn they made it into a play, but I don't. I don't but, know either. I, I, but again, it's just like I said. Like I and I do have theaters that I could go to, and I'm not. Here's things. I'm not a person who gets upset about like you know screen or anything like that i mean like for fuck's sakes like the new beverly is not the world's greatest screen nor is nor is cinefam cinefamily was actually like a worse fairly, but yeah it was a fairly but it was it like was the, the place the that made it better you know like the seats hurt yeah. because they were like the old school theater seats that they probably had yeah, in for like a hundred years but right. uh but at least they had the couches but you know those were extra um but no it was like kind of the crappiest place but like also the best place in the city brain dead right. will never ever compare i'm so sorry I, I i'm don't... sorry guys i guess they're the cool new spot or whatever a cool no, new company but they can suck my fucking butthole yeah <laughs> but like i so it's like for me it's not it's, it's just it, to be honest this has been laziness so i haven't gone to like see the whale <laughs> i didn't see i didn't see violent night um i didn't want to see it like, everyone was like it's funny and oh i'm like i just don't think i care that fucking i mean here's the thing is that <laughs> David Harbour and I, I I remember my buddy and I Diego went and saw Halloween Kills in, in, in the theater and they showed a trailer for Violent Night and I, I I you know the thing is like when you you know deep down that what you're laughing at what you're reacting to is the dumbest thing in the world yeah. but you can't help it when David Harbour said it's time for some season's beatings I couldn't <laughs> stop I was like I started laughing and then the trailer was over and I started laughing again because I thought about it I was like what is such a dumb line but it was like I will see that movie for that but um I didn't so go figure <laughs> uh and then yeah so it's really just been you know just kind of watching old stuff and and uh, I mean, I watch a lot of like old, you know, I watch a universal film from like, I think the late 50s, early 60s. It was a Curse of the Undead, which was a, 
a vampire western from Universal. Oh. But yeah, it was, it, it's it's cool. And then you know a '70s movie called Brotherhood of Satan. I've just been like you know watching old stuff, but um, I watched Scrooged. Obviously, that's you know that's that's a Christmas. It's probably one of the best Christmas it's time up there. movies. God, he's like so good in it. Everyone mm-hmm. is great in it. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic, and it's still funny and relevant. Yeah, and then um, you know, for Christmas, I got a, I got replaced my sixty millimeter projector with one that actually plays sound. And I just, I just mentioned this because I literally came in right before we started recording. Um, I got a sixty millimeter print of a movie called um, uh, From Beyond the Grave, which was a seventies British horror film. So I've got that to cool. check out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then um, that's been pretty much my my viewing. And then of course. I watched the movie that we were we were going to talk about, which had been on my list to watch for a good five six years, um, and then I finally just caved and was like, "I got to watch this fucking movie." And then I did, and I really reached out to me like, "You got to watch this fucking movie." So um, it is, yeah. Do you want to give the synopsis? Because I, I don't know if I can, but I'll give it. A, I'll give. It I a don't. Go. I mean, how can you explain this movie? I will say this: when I watch, I watched it on Peacock. So you know, I before. We get into it. You can watch this on Peacock, but you know it's like after you watch something, it'll say you know, uh, saying next up, and then it'll have another movie. This one yeah. said next up coherence, and I was like, well, that'll be a change of pace, you know, um, because this <laughs> movie is uh, it's the movie 1979's The Visitor, and it is a weird. It's it's more or less a takeoff on The Omen or any of those other like 70s Antichrist Child. or Killer Kid movies. Yeah. yeah. But it, it throws in a weird sci-fi element to it, too, where it's like they're aliens, sort of. Um, and then what makes this movie so intriguing is that... So, and I, I couldn't tell. I mean, I was pretty sure he was a good alien, but I didn't know if he was a good alien at first. I was like, are they being... Oh, ambiguous? yeah. But you got John Huston, you know, legendary uh, director and, you know, father of Angelica and Jack and a few other Houstons. I couldn't um, tell whose side I was supposed to be on for like half the movie. And then I was like, oh, okay, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of the same because then I was like, and then you've got, you know, so he, Jack, uh, uh, John Houston oh. is playing this fucking alien dude. And then who's like trying to like find this little girl whose mother, the little girl is, is evil. And her yeah. mom. Or is she she has evil in her yes i think that's that's the idea is she kind of like possession but not really i don't know yeah and then her mom the girl little girl's mom is dating lance hendrickson who is young lance hendrickson a young lance hendrickson who is working for um a bunch of like satanists who in business suits and in boardrooms um one of which is played by um mel ferrer mel ferrer we saw him um in another movie by uh that we've done uh totally hooper's eaten alive he's in it for a, a right. good 10 minutes and then um the little girl at one point either on purpose or accidentally or we don't know like shoots her mother so her mother becomes okay. a paraplegic I, that I know, scene is, is awesome. the fucking funniest scene i've ever seen in a movie okay so like i had to i wrote this down because i was like i can't believe this is a real scene so it's her birthday and mm-hmm. then the little girl gets a present and she opens it up and it's a gun. And then Fuck she's yeah. like, mom, look. And she throws the gun on the table and the gun goes off and shoots her mom. The and then back, her yeah. mom becomes fucking uh, like quadruple, paraplegic. Uh, no, paraplegic. 
And then while her mom is having surgery, she's just doing gymnastics. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so they hire a nanny or a maid. So, and the oh, maid yeah. is played by Shelly Winters, who was in the last movie we just did. And, um, and so part of the fascination of this movie is that it is some of the most bizarre, off-the-wall, what-the-fuck-is-going-on shit. And you have John Huston, Mel Ferrer, you have Shelley Winters, and Sam Peckinpah, the director of, of The Wild Bunch, and Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, and Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. He's got a cameo in this movie, or a small part, is playing the ex-husband of the, the woman... And and so the whole idea is Lance Henriksen, all the guys that Lance Henriksen worked for, like the evil Satanist dudes, they're like, you got to bang this woman, get her pregnant, and I yeah, think give birth the to little, the new anti or give yeah. another antichristy type of child with and powers. Then the, yeah, and then the little girl and the little boy will will they'll bang and they'll have a fucking antichrist. Like I mean, weird shit, and it's like so. And Lance Henderson's like trying to like, hey, we should get married. We should have kids. And she's like, I already told you I don't want to have kids. Like, I'm fucking done with it. And Shelly Winters is saying, your daughter is bad news. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? She, of course she's not. <laughs> and it's like, oh, she is. And there is a weird like impregnation scene that has that you, is off screen. And it's just like the, you know, the little girl and her mom are driving and their car breaks down. And then the van of Satanists pull up. The mom, you know, they, they take the mom into the, the van. She's unconscious. And the next thing you know, she's pregnant. We don't know what happened. We don't know what they did, but we know she's pregnant. She gets an abortion. That's not cool for Lance Henriksen. He gets pissed off. He wants to kill the mom with the, and the little girl and Lance Henriksen want to kill the mom. And then John Houston shows up and then a bunch of birds come and kill people and there save was like, the day. Yeah. It was really strange. I mean, that whole, this poor woman, by the way, like the entire mm. time her daughter and Lance Henderson are just like trying to kill her and they're like pushing her off stuff. There's a scene where it's ridiculous looking, but they're like hiding from this killer bird that the evil daughter has trained or something. Yeah. And she's in a wheelchair. And then they, the Shelly Winters comes and they like got pushed into the room to avoid the bird. And then Shelly Winters opens it and the daughter comes running out with the wheelchair and literally just wheels her mother into glass. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? I know. Uh, and then Lance Henderson comes and tries to like, like ring her up by her throat in the fucking yeah. stair chair. It's ridic. It's the most ridiculous movie. It I've is seen a completely absurd. And there's like a weird light show. At certain There's a points, weird fake Jesus alien. Yeah, it was played by Frank Nero, but they never credited him. Yeah, and like, yeah, and like a bunch of bald kids. And I mean, oh, like, that is, is very, I don't, yeah, is that, this is like some weird Scientology movie, I feel like. <laughs> I don't, but that's things that I don't know what the fuck this movie is. This is this how Scientology got started? <laughs> and that's what I love about this movie is that, and I have a theory as to why all these big people were in it. And that, and it, it kind of goes back to, the Omen, which is what this movie was kind of ripping off in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a story that William Holden was originally offered the part that Gregory Peck played. And William Holden's like, fuck, no, I'm not gonna do it. It's Gregory Peck signs onto it. The Omen is a huge success. So when The Omen 2 came out, or it was being made, which was shortly around this time this movie was being made, they asked William Holden again, he's like, Yep, I'm doing it. Cause he, you know, it's like people didn't want to pass up on what could be a, a, a next big thing, you know, or a big movie. So I have a feeling that like John Houston, Shelley Winters, Mel Ferrer, Lance Henriksen wasn't Lance, wasn't, he wasn't Lance Henriksen yet. Like he wasn't Lance Henriksen. We know he, he's whatever he says, 
and he hated this movie and everybody, you know, it was basically a free trip to, I want to say Italy, um, where they shot some of it. So yeah, that's what it was shot in Atlanta mm -hmm. and Italy, which is strange too. Um, I do love that regardless of whether they're doing it for a paycheck or not, people were committed enough where Shelly Winters, I, I read this and I couldn't stop laughing. There's a scene where she's like, she's arguing with a little girl and she's like, and she's just like slaps the girl, girl in the face quite a few times. Well, Shelly Winters, consummate professional, is actually fucking laying it on that girl. And I was like, good, because that little girl is fucking, first off, she's a great, she's rude great as hell, actress, man. Because I fucking hated rude her. Rude as for, hell. I was like, oh man, I want this kid to go. But I think that's, that was part of the point. Um, but Shelly Winters is fucking smacking around little kids. I loved it. I loved it. Um, yeah, that that was a actually a funny piece of trivia. Although, like, yeah, there was like that. I think he was a cop or something, but he was asking her questions while she was like on her way to school, and she's like, "What do you want to touch me, you pedophile?" I was like, "Jesus!" Oh yeah, Glenn Christ. Ford, another big actor playing the cop who doesn't make it very long in the movie, so I forgot. Um, yeah, the little girl's played by Paige Connor. I don't know what else she did. But I, I, I don't want to know. I actually don't, I don't think that anything she could have ever done would have topped this movie as far as, like, performance goes. But, uh, yeah, it was directed by Guilio Paradisi, who was a actor. He directed a few comedies, but one before this and then two after this. Didn't really do a lot of directing. He was an actor for the most part, but worked in a few Fellini films. The yeah, he worked in La, yeah. La Dolce Vita. And which is interesting. I don't know what he did. I was like trying to, it came up in his credits though. And I was like, Oh, and the interesting. Story, okay. The, the, the producer who also came the story was a video at who, um, he directed uh, a movie that I loved called beyond the door, which is one of the best exorcist ripoffs. That wasn't entirely an exorcist ripoff. He had gotten the, he had read the book, the exorcist he wanted to make into a movie. He tried to option the rights, found out the Warner brothers had it. So like, well, I'm going to make my own exorcist then. So he made beyond the door. And people are like, oh, it was just a knockoff on the extras. It's like, no, he well, yeah, he was he was ripping off the book. He wasn't ripping off the movie. Um, but he he came up with the story for this one. He would let, he would produce a few other movies that I really like, like uh, The Curse with Will Wheaton, which was the H.P. Lovecraft Color Out of Space um, adaptation from the 80s mm. that was directed by David Keith, not Keith David, but by David Keith. Um, and um, <laughs> he produced Sunny Boy, which we both really enjoyed. So, um, oh, yeah. he, Ovidio Asinitis, or Asinitis, he produced this movie, he also came up with the story. This one, I, I can't help but believe he saw The Omen and was like, I could do that. Because, I mean, the, their movie reeks of, like, of The Omen, you know? But, like, like I said, with a sci-fi edge to it, it's like 2001 meets The Omen. Yeah, instead of, yeah, instead of biblical, yeah. it was exactly. Aliens. Although Yahweh is a real sure, but they're trying to say like, oh, they're aliens. Like, that, so. like the, the, these deities are actually yeah. aliens. I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I really was, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because there, there's a, there's a huge bird motif in this one, and in the second Omen, Damien the Omen Two, which also has Lance Henriksen playing a very similar character, you know, um, kind of working for the Satanists to try to you know usher in the Antichrist. There's a huge bird motif in that one as well. The first one's got the dogs. The second one's got these birds that are just attacking people. Well, speaking of Hitchcock, yeah, I mean, birds have always been scary like that, especially in. I've never, packs. I've never been. I know people um, who are frightened by birds. It's never been something that's. I'm, I'm also, and this is. Really, I feel like the birds that, like, I saw it as a kid, and then anytime I saw a large thing of yeah, birds, I'm I mean, like, Jesus I mean, Christ, it's something that I, I don't. 
I was yeah, about to say like I don't offer this information lightly, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I am. Hey, everyone in the internet. <laughs> and I have been since I was old enough to remember. Have you ever seen them, Hoffman? No. Not because of that, though. Not because of that. It's because I'm <laughs> well, not a Richard Gere fan, and everybody's like, oh, you got to see the Mothman. And then I was like, I, you know, Richard Gere just doesn't fucking do it for me. Like, really? I kind of like, especially in his, like, lawyer. What's that? Primal oh, fear. you know what? You just reminded me, because this is the, the weird chain of, of connection. Something else I watched, I should have mentioned this earlier. I did see Glass Onion. I mentioned it because you said Primal Fear, Ed Norton's in that. Ed Norton's in Oh, shit. I did I watch really that, too. It, but... I totally forgot. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, but I, I did enjoy it. It's nice to see Edward Norton on the screen. I feel like he's not in enough yeah, lately. Well, um, it was it was nice to see Angela Lansbury on screen for a hot second. Um, R.I.P. But yeah, um, the visitor is is fucking insane, and like it is, it's ridiculous. I yeah. I really enjoyed it. It is silly and like cool. And it and is weird. one of those movies that when you look at like you know, because especially it's happened a lot in the seventies and eighties where like sometimes like a a poster wouldn't <laughs> even whether the imagery wouldn't match the movie or the 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 kind of promise of batshit craziness wouldn't be, you know, in the poster or the advertisement wouldn't live up to the movie. This is one of those ones where you see the poster, none of it in the poster. I think it's like a giant eye and blah, blah, It doesn't, it doesn't make yeah, sense, it doesn't but make it, sense. It, it, for me, it fits the movie. I'm like, yeah, that movie, when I see that poster, I'm like, this movie's got to be fucking crazy. And I felt like this movie at least lived up to the fucking craziness of the poster. So um, I, I can't stress enough that you should check it out. Um, it is weird as fuck. Yeah, watch this little fucking piece of shit wreak havoc on like yeah, all these she's lives, and like probably would be a great antichrist, or you know, if she they made like the mega antichrist or whatever. But it's ridiculous and creepy, very creepy. I always feel like children. Well, and it's funny because like the that. last movie we did, whoever slew Auntie Rue, who slew Auntie Rue, she's really sweet and nice, but like she's the villain, right? And whereas this one, it's like she's supposed to be like the nice, protective. N- nanny whatever and I, th- I think she's more oh but that's funny because she's well, not she's, at all she's i think she's looking after kind the mother of like the one i think that... she's trying to protect the mother but you know yeah like i said like i when we watched you selena real was like i don't aside from the the minor case of child kidnapping that goes on in that i don't think i, I don't think i see doing anything <laughs> that's really like evil or dangerous whereas in this one she's fucking cracking it cracking a kid across the face a few times and and just saying something like yeah you're a terrible child you know and it's like Whew, this is not the Shelly Winters we just watched. Um, <laughs> but I, I, like I said, I, I really, um, I really enjoy watching all these like big names just kind of like embracing this weird fucking movie. So yeah, it's definitely worth worth a watch. It's it is it is strange even on Peacock through. Yeah, I mean, let me put it this way: uh, Dame, Omen Two came out right around the same time, and Omen Two had a lot of promise. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And that movie's got like a lot of promise, but then it... it I have, but not enough really It drops the ball time. on something really important. Like, there's a, they set up something really cool, and you're like, oh, if this is what the movie's going to be, I'm really going to dig it. But then they completely eat, eat shit on it. They just drop the ball on it. So for me, The Omen 2 is actually a bad movie because it has the potential to be much better, whereas this one I feel like is a better movie than Omen 2 because it's just so fucking crazy. It's so wild. <laughs> It is. There's yeah. like no rules. Like the director was like, no rules, anybody, no rules. Or if there were, they, they didn't share them with anybody else. So, um, 
Yeah, it does feel like a weird yeah. omen on acid that you were like, dude, instead of biblical, let's make it aliens. <laughs> and like, that's what they went with. I don't know. I, yeah, but I really like that. I, I recommend it, guys. Yeah, Visitor 1979. Oh, yeah, he's credited, the director's credited as Michael J. Paradise, which sounds very porny. Also, the score, listen, I have mm. to mention that before we leave. I think he's a musician who's played with um, Ennio Morricone. I mean, I, I looked through his, like, credentials. Uh, but he he made this score, and it's fucking ridiculous. It's very oh, 70s-ish yeah. and, like, action-y yeah. instead of horror it's like yeah. really fucking funny, and that kind of makes Absolutely. the a, movie. Like, especially in like the really there's a scene where parts. like John Houston's like chasing the girl through like this like city in, um, I guess Atlanta, and she's like making things fall like to like you know with her telekinesis, but it's all done to this like actiony like seventies like almost porn like music that is just so ah uh, yeah. I, just, I, I, I agree. The sound to the score does make this fucking movie. Um, I don't know why I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it, but yes, it is fantastic. Yeah, it makes it even more ridiculous, even though it's really good. But it's on Peacock, everybody, if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, check the it out, guys. Bye. Bye. They are billions of years older than we are, and infinitely more intelligent. We have sought them out with signals in the sky. If they are fearful beings, it is too late to turn back. They know we are here. They know we are here. Mel Ferrer, Glenn Ford, John Houston, Shelley Winters. The Visitor, rated R. The Visitors start Friday at these theaters.